0: Roughly 10,000 baby boomers retire every day. Everyone's story is different, but there are some things that apply to all of us. Stick around. We've got some great tips that could help ease the transition. It's all about your retirement. You're going to want to have an additional check to come in to maintain your lifestyle. For the retirement referees, Steve Caruso knows all the plays of the game. One thing we know for sure is that life isn't static. Retirement doesn't have to be complicated. Things are going to happen to you over the course of your retirement. Whatever the future, planning is key. The easiest way to make decisions from strength is to have money to fall back on. Welcome
1: Welcome. in to the Retirement
0: Referee with Steve Caruso.
1: Welcome, everybody, to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. It's the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka, and Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist he is a fiduciary with over 2 decades of experience and is president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. You can also check out his website at laurelws.com. Good Sunday evening, Steve. How are you today?
0: I'm well, Teresa. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. We were just talking before about the heat.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been brutal and I've been this week I've been kind of traveling up and down the Eastern Seaboard because uh, my daughter is looking at colleges so Oh,
1: okay. Uh,
0: did a did a bunch of tours this week um and uh it was pretty hot outside (laughs) to be honest
1: yeah I, I bet I bet it's not easy to be walking all around the campuses and everything seems to be spread out <laughs> yeah no you and know. some of those
0: campuses are pretty large so. uh-huh
1: uh-huh yeah oh fun times fun times well she's got a ways to uh worry about retirement um mm. but as you mentioned before about the baby boom generation they've been dubbed the me generation and right now it is all about them because they are retiring as you mentioned to a tune of 10,000 per day wow um so so with that in mind, we're going to break down some universal things that apply to baby boomers everywhere. And that first one is get the big universal decisions right.
0: Right. You want to be thoughtful about your choices and try out different scenarios. The decisions that you can have that you have can have a dramatic impact on the quality of your life and retirement. So j- sometimes we we make a decision just on the spur of a moment, like, oh, I'm sick of my job and I just want to get out. But if you haven't actually thought about what the implications of that are, then you could be causing yourself a lot of grief in the future. So one of the big ones is people will take Social Security early. Well, if you delay the start of Social Security, you can add almost $100,000 to your bottom line, the majority of people will claim at 62. Um, and as a result, most Americans are are wrong in doing that, because The way I look at Social Security, I look at it from two as two hurdles, right? There's a financial hurdle and a health hurdle. And I think a lot of times we take Social Security early because we do it based on anecdote. We know someone who retired and then they passed away three years into retirement. And so we say, you know what, I want to get my money now or or we worry that the government's going to take the Social Security away from us. And so we decide to take it early the the reality is is that the majority of americans are going to live into their late 70s and even 80s uh some some into their 90s and obviously there there are more people turning 100 every day so you know the longer you wait to delay the social security the more money that is over the the course of your lifetime and then the other thing too is is working a little bit longer right so if you um you know if you get frustrated and just quit your job, but you haven't given a thought to see, all right, well, is my current lifestyle sustainable without that job, uh, then that can lead to a lot of problems. If you work a little bit longer, it's almost a triple threat. You earn more income for a longer period of time. You're able to save more money because you're plugging money into your retirement accounts, and you're not tapping into your existing savings, so you're not burning through uh, retirement assets. And then Now, obviously, we're in a great place in terms of retirement in Florida, but where you retire matters, right? So if you Mm -hmm. own your home uh, and if you own multiple locations, so say you're in Florida, but you're not here uh, six months of the year. So you're say you're a New Yorker and you're splitting time. If you stay in Florida for six months and a day, uh, obviously, then you don't have to pay New York state income tax. And so you know, we see that a lot. There's obviously a lot of um, transplanted people from other parts of the country down here. And so, you know, that's one thing to consider. The other thing to consider is should you tap into the equity in your home? With interest rates so low, if you're still working, it's a lot easier to get some type of a home equity line of credit, which would give you a little bit more flexibility uh, in retirement because it gives you some extra money to tap into should you need it in your retirement.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, about passive income, can you explain a little more about that?
0: Yeah, so that's, there's a lot of different types of passive income, but it's exactly what it says it is. It's income that you don't have, you can earn without much effort. The most profitable is usually a rental property. The problem with rental properties, and they're great when you're saving for retirement. And we think, we think of them as, Oh, these, they're these nice things, right. That are going to produce me an income throughout retirement. However, as you get into your seventies and eighties, you may not want to be a landlord anymore. So just because it's not a lot of effort for you now, doesn't mean it won't become a lot of effort down the road and become a little bit more cumbersome. So. You want to look at rental properties as as an alternative to generate retirement income, but there, you don't want to just be a hundred percent reliant on that because at some point it may become difficult, and things can go wrong on rental properties. So we're seeing uh, in a lot of parts of the country where uh, landlords have been giving up quite a bit of their their, I guess you could call it their rights or their abilities mm-hmm. to remove bad tenants, right? Uh, and who knows if that's just a pandemic thing or if that becomes a more permanent thing? But if you get a bad tenant, all of a sudden your income is gone, and so it's not really a hundred percent guaranteed income. And if something goes wrong with the house, you're the landlord; you're responsible for it. And so, you know, while it may not be a problem for you to do it now, you may not at eighty-five years old. You may not want to walk over and, and and fix a leaky faucet or you know you have to call a handyman which is more expensive and then you're it's cutting into the profit that you're making on the rent so you know these are the types of things that we look at in in our retirement distribution plans and we make that available every week to the first 15 callers and we do a comprehensive retirement distribution plan for you absolutely free if you're one of the first 15 callers and we're going to look at what how much income you're going to need and and what that where that income is going to come from
1: All right, and you want to give Steve a call right now to get a spot on his calendar, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This is for retirees and pre-retirees. It's common sense planning and straight talk instead of financial double talk and a sales pitch. You just need to sit down and get that financial roadmap put together. Steve, he'll translate the complex financial world into something that just makes sense. Again, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. What's on the way next, Steve?
0: Well, as I mentioned, most Americans elect to claim their Social Security at 62. But is that really the best time? When we come back, four questions you need to answer before you take that big step.
1: And you are tuned to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. As we mentioned before, he is a fiduciary with over two decades of experience and can help you out with estate planning, Social Security maximization, tax planning, something maybe you don't really want to think about, long-term care planning. And who does? But, you know, the cost of that, I I heard yesterday, can go up to even up to $8,000 a month. So you want to have a plan put in place for something like that, and Steve will be able to help you with that and much more. So you can't do too many things over. Well, Maybe you can, certain things, but one of those definitely is not, is Social Security. So once you do make that choice, you have few options for that do-over, and you can affect the amount of income your benefits provide over a lifetime. So before you file for your benefits, there are some questions you need to get the answers to and here's what they are. Um, number one, how much will my monthly benefit be? So how is that right. calculated?
0: So, so let's, let's go first things first. So it's calculated on your average indexed monthly earnings, okay. but not to get overly technical, <laughs> but it's basically your 35 best earnings years. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at our social security statement, it has a couple of assumptions in there. Number one, it's assuming that you continue working until your full retirement age, which is many people decide to retire early. If you were some type of law enforcement, a lot of times you're retiring in your 50s. Um, So to look at your Social Security in the context of what they're showing you on the statement is not necessarily the most accurate. So you want to know how much uh, your income will actually be. And you can find this out by visiting the Social Security website, and they even have an option to plug in your 35 earnings years, which is page three of your social security statement. And it will show you, all right, if you stop working now, here's what your social security will look like. And they'll rerun the statement based on the actual numbers. And so that's that's something that we would um, look at for you in our plans, especially if your goal is to retire a little bit early. The closer you are to your retirement age, obviously, the more accurate it will be. So, um, but checking your benefits and kind of knowing what they're, what they are is, is important because that's one of your big sources of guaranteed income in retirement.
1: Yes. Okay. Definitely. That's so important. Another important, uh, factor is how does this compare to my potential maximum benefit?
0: Yeah. So your, your age, when you start your benefits affects the amount you're going to get. And so the maximum benefit you you can get is at age 70. Now, between full retirement and age 70, your benefit grows at about 8% a year. And so that 8% that adds quite a bit of income, but you're obviously say your full retirement age was 67 for argument's sake, you're, you're going to have a benefit that's 24% higher, but you're not going to get benefits for those three years between 67 and 70. So the break even is 80 years and six months. Meaning if you live beyond 80 years and six months, then you, you would have gotten more by waiting till 70. Now the majority of people who make it to 67 are going to live beyond 80 years and six months. And a lot of times we look at life expectancy and we say, oh, well, life expectancy is say 79, but that factors in all of the people who passed away at a young age. If you actually make it to 67, and especially if you're in reasonably good health, it's fair to assume that you're going to make it well into your 80s, uh, and the statistics bear that out.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, because some people think, well, you know, I'm going to – I'm not going to live that long, but you got to be prepared because you don't want to run out of money, and you want to maximize as much as you can. Most important. Um, Next one, will my spouse need to rely on survivor benefits?
0: Right. So it's not just your own situation. So we look at, I I mentioned this in the last segment, but we look at the health hurdle and the financial hurdle, right? So if you can't live without social security financially, then you got to start social security early or on, you know, depending on when you retire, you get to start it when you retire. If you can't live without that, if you can't live on the other money that you have. The other issue is your health, right? So if you're not healthy, say you have something like colon cancer, or you have something that you know is going to shorten your life expectancy, then the temptation is to take Social Security early. However, I'll give you a real life example. I had a client who had colon cancer, and he actually delayed his Social Security to 70. And he didn't start it until 70. Because even though his his life expectancy might only be into his early 70s his wife didn't have any earnings record and was going to be reliant on his social security. And so he wanted to give her the largest possible benefit. So the way survivor benefit works is that the survivor can switch to the higher of the two benefits. So for example, a spouse who doesn't have really an earnings record might get 50% of the higher earning spouse's full retirement benefit But upon that spouse's passing, they can switch to whatever that spouse was collecting. So if that spouse deferred to 70, they can then collect the benefit that that spouse was collecting. It's not based off of full retirement age. It's based off of what they were actually collecting. And so that can make a huge difference. And that's why you have to you have to look at it uh, from the standpoint of both both spouses.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that was so important for your client to do that. I mean, that, that was a a great thing. Um, the last point, will I be taxed on my social security check?
0: You could be. Uh, so what they look at is something called countable income. Mm -hmm. And so with countable income, if you make above a certain level of countable income, you will pay taxes on your social security, but only, um, 15% of your social security is never taxed. Uh, but you could pay taxes on as much as 85% of your Social Security, depending on your countable income, which is going to look at half of your Social Security, plus your income from other sources, plus your um, tax-free income. So all of those things go into a formula, which is your countable income. And that's something that we would do for you in, in one of our plans as well.
1: Okay, And you take your clients through this on a daily basis. You go over that with them each step. And, 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 you know, like you have your book, you know, cookie cut this. It's not a cookie cutter approach because each person's got their own individual story and plans and goals for their retirement future.
0: Right. And that's what we, I mean, in the book, we have a whole chapter on just social security, but it's really when you're looking at that financial hurdle and that health hurdle, you want to really make sure that, you clear those two hurdles before you go and delay social security but so there's a lot of benefits to delaying social security but if you're if you're trying to delay social security but then don't have enough money to live on and you're taking out credit card debt that defeats the whole purpose of delaying social security so it's really and that's why the book is called cookie cut this because there's really no cookie cut solution for for retirement distribution planning it's really based on your individual goals and crafting that well-defined goal and really painting a picture of what you want your retirement to look like. And so that's what we do with every one of our clients. And we still have about 10 spots left. Uh, So for the next 10 callers, we're going to do that absolutely free.
1: 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow that you want and folks, there is no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation. To find out what your investments are really costing you because of those high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be, and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement, pick up the phone and call Steve. Get a spot on his calendar. Spots are filling up fast. You want to get in now. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. And Steve, Steve's an advisor you can trust. He's there by your side. He's listening to your concerns and plans for your future. Let him put together a lifetime customizable retirement plan for you. Again, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. What's straight ahead, Steve?
0: Well, we're living longer, so logic would show that we are saving even more for retirement the reality is not so much. (laughs) So when we come back, some surprising truths about retirement in America.
1: Thank you, Orlando, for spending some of your Sunday evening with us. You are listening to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Charissa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. You can also check out his website, laurelws.com. You mentioned before the break that... Um, we're living longer, but we're really not saving as much as we should. And there's some surprising truths when it comes to that. Um, The first one uh, is your retirement could last a lot longer than you think.
0: And it it often does last a lot longer than you Mm -hmm. think. And so we have this picture in, in our mind because we might hear that, you know, life expectancy is, say, 79 years old. And the average, you know, the average American is gonna retire somewhere around 66. Some obviously retire a lot sooner, but you're thinking maybe 13 years in retirement. However, those life expectancy stats are, those include all of the people who passed away prior to 66 years old, right? So if you actually look at the people who make it to 65, the greater majority of them, over over half of them are going to make it to 85 years old. And so when you you think of that in general, and you look at statistics, and you don't look at anecdotes, you make better decisions. And so the other thing that studies have shown, and there was a big study done uh, at a university in Toronto, where they looked at the variability of life expectancy. And so this is kind of a, a, I apologize for getting a little bit nerdy on this topic. But it's, it's important that you really understand life expectancy. So if you have a higher level of education, meaning you have more, a more advanced degree than high school, and you right now are making, or in your working life, we're making more than $75,000 a year, your life expectancy as a as a retiring female is 89 years old. As a retiring male is 87 years old the variability of your life expectancy, meaning the average distance from the average, so to speak. So the meaning the largest swath of people who meet those parameters are going to live within five and a half years of that life expectancy. Meaning if you're a, a male, you could expect to live between say 81 and 92. And if you're a female, you could expect to live between somewhere between 83 and 94. And so, and that's the majority of people who are entering retirement that meet those parameters. And you might say to yourself, that's kind of an odd study. How did they, why does my income or my education affect my life expectancy? Well, if you have a higher level of education, you're less likely to ignore uh, warning signs. And so obviously there are people who have high school diplomas that don't ignore warning signs, Mm -hmm. but what The study showed is that those people have a higher variability of life expectancy, meaning instead of that swath of people being in a five and a half year range, they're in a 17 year range. So there are some people who live, you know, uh, that for a male, it was 82 and for a female it was 84 on the, the lower income, lower education parameter. So there are some people that will live to into their 90s um but there's a there's also people that will pass away in their 60s uh you know and so it's a wider a a wider range of of outcomes and so if you if you have a higher education in general you you are less likely to ignore warning signs about your health and if you have more financial resources you're more likely to go to the doctor and not be worried about the financial ramifications of it and so that that plays a part into life expectancy. And then obviously, um, down here, you have access to some of the best medicine in the world. So your life expectancy as a Florida resident is actually higher than the country as a as a whole. So
1: yeah, yeah, that's and that is an important note. um, Because healthcare is so good in the area. Another point, you know, and a lot of people, well, you say, some people may think that Social Security is going to cover them, but that's not the be all the end all, of course.
0: Right, so Social Security falls short. A lot of financial advisors will recommend replacing 80% of your usual income in retirement. I don't do it that way. So I look at it and we try and get as close to what you're actually spending as possible. And that may be more than what you were spending pre-retirement. And so, but when you look at like these kind of green line or orange money, a lot of times they're projecting you spending 80% of your pre-retirement income, which is a kind of a cookie cutter. approach. Again, don't agree with that. But most of the time, Social Security is not going to even hit that 80% target. So you need to be able to augment your your spending and your income with the resources that you've saved. So you need to have a, a clear strategy on how to distribute your assets and make them last for your entire lifetime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And now I know this next one you could speak to and and be a testament to it. And it's a scary statistic. Only half of us have a retirement plan. Wow.
0: Yeah. Because you know what, there's so many different kind of, there's so much noise out there, right? And there's so many different types of things and a lot of people try and go it alone or do it themselves. And they might've had success saving for retirement. Now, let me preface this saving for retirement is a completely different skill set than distributing in retirement.
1: Mm.
0: I'm not trying to knock planners who focus on, on building retirement nest eggs. It's just, when you're saving for retirement, you have the benefit of time, meaning time kind of heals all bad investment decisions, because even if you make a bad decision, you have time to make it back up. Or a lot of times if you bought a bad stock, it'll eventually go back up. And so, so when you're saving for retirement, you're, you're earning money, you're plugging money into investments. You're typically investing systematically, meaning when you're you're putting money in every paycheck into a 401k or a 403b. And so when the market dips, you're actually buying more shares, you have a lower average cost. And over time, your, your money is going to grow and you're going to have a nice nest egg. However, in retirement, completely different skill set because now you're distributing from your assets so the volatility impacts you a lot worse because now when the market drops it's not beneficial for you it you're selling more shares to to meet your distribution and therefore you have less money growing for you when when you actually when the market comes back up and so not planning properly can cause, can cause you the risk of running out of money. And so it's very important to work with someone who's skilled in retirement distribution. It's also very, very important to have an ongoing relationship with that advisor. So someone who's doing ongoing reviews and taking, taking stock and and, and measuring where you're at, at various market cycles and as your life changes, because in retirement, You don't have the benefit of going out and making more money you don't have the benefit of waiting to uh to pull money because you're you're not spending so because you are spending and because you are taking money from your investments and you don't have the ability to necessarily go out and make more money it's much more critical to constantly be measuring and really tracking your spending and and having a a dialogue with an advisor who's doing ongoing review
1: yep and quickly, this one maybe you will have some money. However, because some of, many of us, we're still staying in the workforce.
0: Yeah. So I I uh, I spoke with a couple yesterday, who the wife retired early, but the husband has no desire whatsoever to ever retire. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and I said, well, as long as he can continue working, you're actually spending less than his income. So, you you know, it's very sustainable. However. God might have a different plan for you, right? At some point, you may physically not be able to, to do it. And at some point, maybe your company doesn't want you to do it anymore. So you don't necessarily control whether or not you can stay in the workforce. And it's nice to know, well, if I had to leave the workforce, am I okay? And that's what a plan does. And that, that's the type of things that we'll show you is based on where you're at right now, here's the retirement lifestyle that your assets and income can sustain. Here's what you said you wanted to spend. Here's what your current lifestyle is costing you. And we can look and see, are, are you behind? Are you ahead? And that's all the peace of mind that comes from having a plan.
1: Yep, that and we
0: still, I think, have three more spots left.
1: Yes, we do. And the first step, as Steve mentioned, is to sit down with a financial advisor and get a plan in place. Something we're talking about resonates with you, whether it's tax planning, Social Security, health care, or just that overall big picture. Give Steve a call, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. And take the stress out of planning for your future do it now one more segment left steve what's coming up
0: so we have questions and answers so every week we get questions from our listeners and we're going to come back with some great answers for them
1: Welcome back to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opega. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. And we've got our fun, well, they're all the segments are fun, but this is the most fun segment of the hour. It's listener questions. First up is Genevieve in Davenport. She says, can I contribute to a Roth IRA and still participate in my employer-sponsored retirement plan?
0: Yes Genevieve absolutely you can contribute to both a Roth IRA and an employer sponsored retirement plan you know 401k or SEP or simple IRA however each type of retirement account has annual contribution limits so with the Roth IRA for 2021 it's 6000 and then assuming you're over 50 it would actually be $1000 more than that so $7000 would be the maximum that you could contribute into a Roth IRA obviously you'd have to have at least $7,000 worth of earned income, which I'm assuming you do. And, um, you know, but good question. And yes, you can definitely do
1: both. All right. And next up is Mary in winter park. She says my husband and I are both retired with social security and work related pensions. He is 68 and I'm 61. Can we open an IRA account to shelter some of our money?
0: Uh, that's a little bit more challenging, Mary, because, you said you're both retired, so you have to have earned income. So the pension doesn't count as earned income. Uh, so even though you have the pension, you can't contribute most likely to an IRA unless you had some type of earned income from the year. So if you had a part time job and you made $14,000 and absolutely you could contribute $7,000 each, but to the extent you don't have earned income, you wouldn't be able to contribute to the IRA.
1: Okay. All right. And we've got John now in Maitland. He says, my wife and I are planning on retiring within the next year. We're both covered under state retirement plans. Now the plans have a cost of living adjustment available, and this provides a reduced benefit, but provides an automatic annual cost of living adjustment. COLAs are limited to 3% a year. Should we take the COLA option or a one-time payout?
0: Well, so th- this is one of those things where we have to kind of look at your individual situation, John. A lot of times, taking the cola option will work, but it really depends on how much the the reduction is in in the payment. So we want to do kind of a maximization and see, okay, what's the opportunity cost? What, meaning, what are you foregoing by by taking that option? And could you do something better with the money that you're you're spending for that option? And so there's no really. One, uh, there's no one catch all solution, we'd have to really do an analysis on that, and so, and we'd want to look at it in the context of your overall plan as well. So, so much of everything in retirement hinges on what you want your lifestyle to be and what that lifestyle will cost, right? So, if you have enough saved, um, maybe you don't even need a cost of living adjustment, maybe you're not even spending the money that you're you're going to be having coming in between the two pensions and social security. So all of these things factor in and it's really incumbent on on you to to craft a well-defined goal and put together a plan and that's something we offer we offer the the callers to this show.
1: All right. And our last questions from Ronald in Sanford. I just turned 75 and have been retired for 12 years. I just went back to work and I'm wondering if that will affect my social security since I'm paying into it.
0: Great, great question, Ronald and this is uh, this is a situation that happens uh, quite a bit, especially for it looks like you kind of retired somewhat early. you retired at 63 so um, in the late in your latest year of earnings, if that turns out to be one of your thirty five highest years, they'll refigure your benefit and pay you an increase. So it's an automatic process and benefits are paid in December of the following year so it depends right if i'm assuming you you know when you retired at 63 you probably had 35 good earnings years i don't know if you're working in a part-time capacity or if now you're making more money than you were making before so uh it will really depend on on how how much earnings you're making and if it if it cracks the the list of the 35 best years
1: all right All right. Great answers and great questions. And we have a little time, just a quick synopsis, Steve, of what you do when you first, someone calls in today, what can they expect when they meet with you?
0: Right. And I think we have about two spots left if Mm -hmm. if you want to call in. So what we're going to do is we're going to do two appointments. The first appointment, we're going to basically, we're not necessarily talking about numbers. We're crafting your well-defined goal. I'm getting a sense of what you're spending now and what you want your retirement to look like. And then we're going to look at your numbers and we're going to put together a plan. And we're going to, we're going to show you, are you on pace for that? If you're not on pace, we're going to recommend some tweaks to help hopefully get you on the pace that you want to be. And if you're, uh, if that, you know, if that still doesn't work, we're going to still show you, all right, well, here's what your income and assets could support. Are there ways to tighten the belt strap or you might have to work an extra year or you, you know, we give you kind of the trade offs that you have to do. Anyone can retire. It's all about which trade offs are you willing to make? right? So it's looking at your, your income and assets, and hopefully your income and assets are ample enough to where they can support the, the, the lifestyle you desire, but that's not everybody. So if that's not your case, then we're going to, we're going to look at, all right, well, what could they support? And what are the trade-offs that we could make to get you to where you want to be? And like I said, we have about two more spots left for for that uh, for today. And uh, we always, we always look forward to, doing plans for our our listeners.
1: All right. So you want to get a spot on Steve's calendar. Again, we just have two spots and I do hear the phone started to ring. So get in now with the, maybe that one, we have one, maybe one more spot left, we'll see. Um, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This is for retirees and pre-retirees. It's common sense planning and straight talk. Instead of that financial double talk and a sales pitch, you might get somewhere else. Folks, you just need to sit down and get a financial roadmap put together, and Steve he'll translate the complex financial world into something that just makes sense, and it's an excellent chance for you to get a true, practical financial review. The callers that call in, they're going to get a comprehensive financial review. It's going to show you where you are now, but most importantly, the review will show you a roadmap to get you where you need to be. You know, and a lot of us don't have plans. We mentioned that half the half the population doesn't have a plan. And it's so important because you don't know how long your retirement's going to last. And Steve, he'll take you through that process. It it, Get the stress out of your life and and stop worrying. Call Steve right now. You've got nothing to lose. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. And this show... I say it every week, but it's so true. It, it just flies by. And I learn something new every week, and we've got great questions from our listeners, got more coming in. Can't wait for next week with the new topics and our new questions and uh, and having this conversation again.
0: Yeah, we'll be back here again next week. And uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.
1: For another edition of The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso.